on a mission to explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Cinenauts! Hey, this is Ian. I'm Boom. This is Catcher. And just like that, the Cinenauts are back for our final episode of Cinenauts in the City. Just like that. How do you two feel? It's been a journey. (laughs) This has been a journey. Yeah, it's been a time. (laughs) I'm like sad. It's been exciting to kind of like zero in on Sex in the City, have that time to just kind of hash it out talk it out like there's no better show that's more exciting to talk about than sex in the city and like these characters um so yeah it's been awesome i'm excited to get back to our regular stuff i miss that too Mm -hmm, yeah but like this has been a fun pivot into just a place we never knew we would be and just (laughs) like that here we are (laughs) catcher how are you yeah it's like um it's just nice to have like done this thing. Like it's like start and finished a thing. I'm very bad at finishing yeah. things. So it's like, it was nice to just like do a full thing. Um, and it was just like super nice to like go on this adventure with you guys. And like, I love my favorite thing in the world is watching stuff and then talking about it after. And so like, this was just mm-hmm. like such mm-hmm. a great way of exploring this, such a beautiful show that I have like so much more like respect and love for, um, yeah. Yeah. than ever before. So and also nice. so fun to just get some like close friends and loved ones on like the people that we've kind of yeah. experienced sex in the city with over the years. Um, and like people and like Kev, who's new to it. Mm-hmm. That was really awesome as well. Agreed. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's been, it's, it's been a very, very fun journey. And, yeah. I'm, and I think, you know, everyone who was stuck around for this, even, for those who weren't watching, who just came in to listen week after week, we appreciate 100%. you very much. Yeah. Uh, so this episode, it's just us three. We're not going to have a guest since it is the last uh, of our exploration of Sex and the City. And we're just going to talk about the finale uh, of And Just Like That that aired last that aired last week. Um, so we'll walk it through and then we'll kind of give our final thoughts <laughs> on the show and series. Um, overall... What were your thoughts on, on the finale before we really dial in? Catcher. Uh, I th- it it did exactly what I like. We talked about this when we covered uh, eight and nine, but I had started mm-hmm. this feeling of like I I need I need season two now. Like this isn't a one. This can't mm-hmm. this can't be a one and done. And I think mm-hmm. the show did a really good job of setting that up where they've sort of i guess in for in one way or another sort of like tie up a bunch of loose ends for character not loose ends but just sort of tie up the storylines in a nice way and then i mean that last part just opens up a floodgate of who knows what the heck mm-hmm. um oh my God. But, but i think overall it's just like it's i think stuck the landing in a nice way um and our girl charlotte becomes a woman and that just makes me happy so <laughs> boom overall thoughts Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been the more skeptical one throughout this. Um, (laughs) And just for for and just like that, at least. Um, But I think the emotional element of it really punctuated and like I felt it. I felt my way through it. Plot wise, 
some qualms, but mm-hmm. mostly just vibe through it. Like I mm. had the feels, I had the goosebumps. I was excited. I I watched it on my own. I was like throwing my hands in the air. I was like, yes, <laughs> you know. So yeah. yeah, it was the vibes were there for sure, for sure. Nice. Yeah. Overall, I thought it was it was really good too. I like the ending quite a bit. I got yeah. like got like chills gooseys <laughs> have they have they ever done like a st- straight cliffhanger like that before like i guess maybe season one kind of but i'm trying to think of the various finales but i don't th- i don't like know so. we'll discuss it later but i we'll, also yeah, don't we'll think that there. was yeah. a cliffhanger but i agree yeah. i actually okay. agree oh, oh interesting okay. so we'll get okay. it <laughs> yeah all right so the episode opens up uh it's carrie um Che and crew just doing Che's final round, final episode of the podcast. Um, basically, like we found out, Che is moving to what LA. Uh, is <laughs> gonna be moving to LA. And are they trying to set up a spinoff or, or no? <laughs> it kind of seems like maybe that. they yes, were, maybe. and then like based on fan reaction, they were like, oh, <laughs> shit, never mind, yeah, stay in LA. Uh, and then it cuts to um, it goes to Carrie and Pete and Peter the uh, the teacher they do decide to go on another date that was left off of um, episode 9 it ends just like platonic you know they're both like I'm glad we did this but we don't need I don't think we need anything more with like Um, sorry no go ahead yes exactly and it ends with a kiss which can only be described as floppy, you know? <laughs> like they both kind of just like <laughs> they kind of just like fall not like fall into each other but like they're just both so not committed to the kiss yeah. and it was you could feel it. At first I was like, "Oh," and then I immediately was like, "Oh no. <laughs> There's like no chemistry, nothing." Yeah, I mean, they they've they've chemistry as friends, obviously. Yeah, but like, big when I rewatched vibes. it, literally the last thing they say he says to her is like, "We're just heartbroken yeah. people." Yeah, like, well, maybe you'd, you know, if you stop talking about how heartbroken you are, it could have worked out a little bit better, yeah. Peter. You know, you keep bringing down it's the so, mood. It's right? so funny because I watched the documentary, which I'm sure will find its way into this whole yeah. conversation, and they're interviewing the yeah. two of them. And I guess they were on a show together where they were like romantically yeah, yeah. connected, oh, yeah, and she awkward. does not remember at forgot. all that they made out. They had like <laughs> yeah. sex scenes and stuff, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. And it's like that's the exact yeah. vibe. It's like of them, of them on the show is like there's nothing there. It's so weird. Yeah, and 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 for those who don't know, and those who haven't watched it, um, there is a making of documentary. It's like an hour, fifteen minutes long of and just like that, and it is like on HBO Max, and it is like surprisingly in the weeds about the production mm-hmm. yeah. of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we won't go into too much detail, but basically it's like just follows the various production members um, going through, you know, Carrie picking out her or Sarah Jessica Parker picking out her SJ, SJ. Call her SJ of uh, SJ picking out her wardrobe to like writing the scripts and choosing directors and shooting. It's super yeah. interesting. Um, so I would definitely and check o- that and out. And only an hour. Surprisingly, yeah. like they, they, pack a lot in which is great and it's like yeah. a ton of wardrobe stuff which you guys are right i That's was so cool. eating it up it was so yeah great. as soon as i saw it's like sj <laughs> <laughs> 
doing the fittings and trying stuff on, I was like, Catcher's yeah. going to poop his pants did, over I this did. documentary. Anyway, uh, go check that out. The uh, HBO Max hasn't like advertised it that much, but it, it, it is very cool. If you watched all of this and you're listening to this podcast, go listen Definitely. to it. There's really yeah, exactly. to. Um, Back to episode 10. So Carrie gives Seema a call who is currently in a three-day bone fest with Z, Zeke, Z, the owner of that club uh, in Brooklyn. And uh, Carrie just says, you know, we're on a date. It worked out, but it wasn't it wasn't perfect. Um, you know, it was fine. Meanwhile, Seema's ready to get it on again. Uh, and then anything on that? Other than well, we're happy. Well, this is like Seema's wrap up. Like I feel like we're just yeah. dropping players as we go mm. through this episode. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're like, thanks for coming along for the ride. Okay, bye now. You may you may um, or may not be back for next season. We'll see. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, although the key part of that scene is when Carrie goes to bed, we get the light turns on in Carrie's yeah. bedroom, which Carrie thinks maybe a sign from the beyond. Who knows? I love this. I love that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it is it is very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to a brunch scene with the girls, and uh, <laughs> we get to the brunch scene with the girls, and uh, they're all talking. Carrie is saying, "I think Big uh, is mad at me for kissing Peter." You know, he's sending messages through the light flickering. Yeah. Charlotte says, "That's great." Miranda's and then Miranda, Miranda does the most Miranda yes, thing. Yes of all time and like is like you think there's a heaven like you think big's alive we talked we talked about (laughs) this you don't believe in that how you don't believe in that how can you think that and then carrie's like well now he's dead and i do want (laughs) to believe in it and it's like go ahead i love how she says like circumstances have changed yes my opinion because i'm like damn straight Mm -hmm. you know you can yeah we love to just alter our um, entire belief system <laughs> for, to be what's convenient. Um, but you understand, like, it comes from, it was such a Carrie yeah. thing. It was such a Carrie Miranda conversation. Mm-hmm. It is, but it's also just, like, it's it's such an annoying Miranda yeah. conversation. I know. Like, every, like, when I think, even though this most of this rewatch for me has been, like, I viewed Miranda, like, <clears throat> I, I understand Miranda much more now. Mm-hmm. Again, with the movie mm-hmm. and then this, I'm just, like, do you just there are just so many things that you just get so you make me so mad i realized because i watched this twice this episode twice they literally flipped the script on brandon and carrie for the the series finale their characters are like switched so it's insane Mm. to me (laughs) that they're just like dropping these brandon tibbets in where she's just (laughs) pissed about like heaven (laughs) But you're like, yeah. where have you, where has that Miranda been? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's like, you know, who cares? Like, <laughs> she's, yeah, yeah. Carrie's not hurting anyone. And so what if she changed her mind about yeah. heaven and the afterlife because her husband died and she wants something right. to hold on to? Just let her like, have chill it. Chill out, Miranda. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fucking. Thank you. It's so yeah. annoying. I got, I was, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> The, the situation is so desperate that Carrie, the next scene, texts Samantha. Yes. Yeah. Right? And, and she says, I kissed a man. And then Samantha really cutely says, like, the first, the first of the many. The first of many. Um, and they tease, you know, can we talk? And Samantha, uh, Samantha says soon. Perfect way to end yes. that, I think. They were able to kind of, like, take liberties with mm-hmm. Samantha because she wasn't around. But I think... 
they did a good job. And also, like, is Samantha the best texter of all time? Mm-hmm. Like, I know she ghosts Carrie a few times, but still always had the, the just most pitch perfect one line things to say yes, yes. via text. Yeah. <laughs> like when she's like, I'm glad your vagina is getting airtime. <laughs> um, yeah. The first of many, just so like, it's, it's yeah. great. It's great. Let's see. So Carrie's light flickers again. And then she goes to the like lamp store to get it fixed. Kind of asks, is that the thing? Just, pretty cool lamp shop in brooklyn or or manhattan right i do like i do like this idea of her like about like going and visiting like the local shop you know that she sort of like knows where the local shop is like she's just like a kid in new york kind of thing we cut to the golden blatt residence uh and we get like a really cool looking rabbi uh in their house talking to charlotte and harry uh and anthony and you're saying hey like this isn't gonna happen rock like basically knows nothing about the there they mitzvah, um, you know. Charlotte goes like, "Are you sure?" And the you know so many so many rabbis have quit, and she goes, "Yeah, no rabbis have quit because she doesn't know shit. <laughs> she uh, isn't doing any studying. No to, studying. Yeah, she's not, she's not doing anything at all." <laughs> uh, and then it cuts to Anthony um, going to Rock, takes away like whatever video game that Rock is playing, and it says, "Hey, like you got to learn." You're going to learn these lines. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to. Like, I don't care what you think. You can do whatever, but you have to learn these lines for your parents. And then we kind of walk away. I really like that. I think they really worked in Anthony so well into the show. Yeah. Like, he's a staple. He's there. He's reliable. He's really, him, him and Charlotte especially are so close. And he's mm-hmm. like a part of the family, you know? He's like an uncle or something, like, you know? Yeah. He's, yeah, exactly. Like an uncle. Uh, we then cut to. What is one of the most horrifying scenes in the history of film (laughs) and television. We get to, uh, we cut to uh, Che. They're having some sort of party in a bar. And uh, Miranda comes down the stairs uh, and Che says, oh, I've been waiting for you. I've been been waiting for you. Your Che voice is so... Like, I'm, I'm talking normally. Medicine. I'm not doing my performative voice. I'm just <laughs> saying, I, I've got something for you. I've been waiting for you to come. So sits down. said, okay. Uh, che has hired a band to perform in this bar. Uh, and they perform the song California Girls by the Beach Boys, uh, in which Che announces that they have got a contract like a i don't know who who was it was netflix right netflix gave them a contract to go shoot a sitcom down in california and she tells all her friends and family uh, her this is the first time miranda's meeting her family it's like her grandmother's (laughs) there her mom's there (laughs) she's like singing this crazy song and she's like i'm going to la to shoot a pilot her mom doesn't even know what a pilot is. Miranda doesn't know what a pilot is. This to me is very confusing. Um, and it's like, why? Why like this? I don't know. Who who does this? It's just Che. That's it. Like- did you did you did you tell your friends in Toronto? that you're going to be moving away for the summer in a similar yes, fashion. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I, I gathered them all 
to a strange location they've all never been to and then uh, hired a band. We worked on it for two weeks, got the number down and just was like, hey, everyone, I'm I'm leaving for a bit. <laughs> and it is for a bit. It's like temporary, right? Which I think right. Is a couple months, a month or something like that. They say I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, I have like a I have a rule, hard rule. If I'm watching a show or a movie and someone, a character is singing, I hate, like, that takes me out of it so badly. Like, if it's not a musical, obviously. Yeah. Um, the most egregious recent, uh, uh, what is it? The most egregious example. Uh, ex- most example of this recently is Mandy Moore in This Is Us. Oh, my God. Don't you like, come for it. Mandy. We Don't get, I know. you come <laughs> for Mandy. We get it. You are. You have a great voice. You are a pop star. We don't need you singing. We don't need your character. Business. We don't need her character being a singer. I mean, come on. It's just like we get it. You know. She's- anyway, and this was. This really pulled me out of it for a second. There. Well, okay. it's, of uh, course boom. it would because it's an absurd thing to do, and it's like, <laughs> and I'm glad that Miranda call, calls them out on it because. That. You had time to set this whole thing up and not a time to sit down and like talk to me about this. Like, let's have a conversation. This is, uh, yeah, crazy. It was, yeah, it was abrasive. It was insulting. It didn't sound good. <laughs> no, no. It was so, like, I cringed so hard that I think I like want almost died. <laughs> It, it's the worst thing that's ever happened on television. And I wish I could unsee it. Um, and that's how I feel about it. It was so bad. And also yeah. just such a strange, I agree with you, Ian, like the singing, just like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, I know. It just, it just. Yeah, it took the moment. It took the drama out of the moment because I was so like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like, it would have been like I didn't have time to process. Like, oh, this sucks from Miranda. Totally. Like, what is she gonna do? And then, because I was so like, what, like yeah. pulled, pulled back and by the this scene. The audacity of them to be doing that. You really think you're gonna get? You're getting set up for Miranda to just be like, "Okay, this is where I." leave or like draw the line and (laughs) then miranda fucking is on board and i was like what is happening no 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 love is love yeah (laughs) uh we then cut to uh che is telling the podcasters hey this is the last show we're leaving also this also Um, this like are they like where does this podcast get made i i thought they were part of maybe like a network or some sort of contract yeah it's a nice studio yeah now it's like oh bye i'm leaving now nobody know like nobody knows they just find out after the recording of their last episode surprise Poor, poor franklin's out of a job carrie's fine you know carrie's got money big money what do you think franklin does come on you know franklin doesn't do much other than that um and they can record podcasts remotely right yeah anyway yeah they're probably busy doing the show i get it uh anyway so we then get to franklin is inviting carrie to his party he's like you got to meet my girlfriend uh you're like the guest of honor Mm -hmm. that's basically it um then we go to miranda she's talking to her Professor, whose name I always Naya. forget. Naya. Naya. Uh, we we cut to Miranda, talk to Naya, 
kind of breaking down um, the situation she's in. Mm-hmm. Miranda's like, listen, I know I have this fantastic internship, but part of me like wants to go to California. And Naya is actually like very supportive. She's like, you know, you're, it is a tough thing to get to you. I wrote you recommendations. You're doing great. But like, yeah, you know, are you sure you want to do it? Um, and I really like that conversation. Um, again, I, I think in lieu of the other silliness of this episode so far, they do manage to have like a, a few like very good, like real written scenes. And I think this is this is one of them because, again, like sex in the city always shows the world is not black and white and there are not obvious answers to a lot of things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I imagine most people would be like, there's no way I'm taking the risk of like moving across the country with this person. Yeah. Um, instead of, you know, chasing my grad school and all that sort of stuff. But I, I like the way the show yeah. wrote it in there. But it still doesn't make sense. No, nope. because... not at all. Not at all. Thank you. <laughs> it still doesn't make sense because the way it's set up, it seems like Che will be out in L.A. for not like temporarily. So I mm-hmm. understand that Miranda may be having to make like the sacrifice of the internship or something like that. It just seems like she's kind of dropping everything but i know that's not really the case it seems extreme and i think the way they kind of bring that conversation to the table later when she's talking to carrie yeah makes it make a little bit more sense i i like the conversation i just don't like the situation mm-hmm. yeah and i like and maybe <laughs> it just comes back to, to like not shipping che and miranda so like that's on me but yeah <laughs> And I like how they wrap up um, Naya's storyline for the most part. It's just weird because they spent so much, well, not so much time, but like they, out of everyone, were the only people who had like their own separate scenes, which we've talked about. Mm -hmm. So I won't like go into it again. So that Naya's ending felt like a little bit of a brush off, but also I was like, whatever, like this is fine. and the ending is that she and her husband are just deciding to take some time apart. Yeah, they've kind of separated to on. see if they'll yeah. kind of like stay, like he'll want to kind of still have a child and not be able to get over that. Or he'll like realize that being away yeah. from her, which I kind of liked, honestly, because when you have yeah. like something that serious is that on big. the table yeah. and like one person wants it and the other doesn't, I think that's a sensible way to approach it. And yeah. make a decision because that's hard, right? Yeah, but... It's like the love mm-hmm. of your life or... Well, I agree. I 100% agree. I think it's the right move to make, but if you're going to take the time to develop the... Well, I'm, and I think this goes to, I think, something that we've all felt, which is like they did. They have not really given their relationship as much justice or time that it maybe could have had. And I think the idea that they're just going to mm-hmm. end it off screen in that way just doubles down on that... that feeling of like okay so what was this all for like i i get what it's for but again it just feels a little bit like uh yeah like a brush off yeah exactly yeah um but yeah yeah also wait so in the documentary sophie brought this to my attention yes 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 i I was gonna bring okay i'm giving you i'm about to give you some credit so just chill i am okay all right it's coming i was gonna wait i was gonna wait till i was gonna wait till later i was gonna wait till later but that's (laughs) fine that's i'll take it no no do it now give 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 catcher the win so the w all right so in the documentary they i think it's like uh, MPK and Moran, uh, Cynthia Nixon or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're talking mm-hmm. about how 
Naya was the original love interest for Miranda. Mm. But interesting. I think Cynthia Nick, shut up, shut the fuck up. And then, I'm just kidding. You're. I know. It's fine. I know. I he know. picked. Up, he he got the vibes. Yeah. He got them. All right. That's all I'm He's intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they axed it because I think it was originally written that they were both straight women, and then mm-hmm. Cynthia Nixon was like, "What? So we're just like straight women in our 40s and 50s who just like are unhappy yeah. in our marriages and are just gonna like yeah don't know what we're doing kind of thing, which I'm sure happens, but um. Yeah, so they went with Che. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't close the door, uh, is all I'm saying. It doesn't close the door. It doesn't. That's true. Yeah. But I guess we do have to give Catcher credit as we have been Sorry roasting about him that, guys. all yeah. season long uh, about this. They truly did have you know a gr- great chemistry, those two. That's like, all it I is, really, yeah. all the conversations that the two of them had, I really enjoyed. And I think their dynamic kind of gave me some of that like sex in the city energy that you want where they're having these like insightful and informative conversations about like the state of the world, about sex relationships and things like that. So yeah, they, I really enjoyed like Naya and and Miranda as a pairing, Mm -hmm. like the series for sure. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, uh, So congrats catcher. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The the next scene we get to Carrie and she's at lunch with Big's brother. (laughs) Older brother, I assume, and that's the scene is hilarious. Uh, she, she sits down, and Big's brother's like, uh, "So where, so where's John?" And Carrie goes, "Oh, uh, oh my God, um, John's dead." <laughs> and he goes, "I know John's dead, but where, like, where do you have him?" <laughs> Oh my god! And then it just goes off about how like he he wants her to consider putting him like in their family plot, but that exchange was too good. I th- I, I thought that was it's very good. That was a good joke. That was a good joke. Yeah, I I was giggling. I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, SJP just uh, she just pulls off like her facial act, mm-hmm. her face acting is just so good. Like in that scene, the way she like captures. Oh god, I'm about to have to like remind this man, old man, that his brother's dead. She just, like, captured it yeah. really well. Uh, I, I thought it was amazing. Uh, uh, so that gets Carrie thinking about, like, what she's going to do with Big. It's been almost a year, they say, so it is a little bit of time, but again, you can do things at your own pace. Um, so gets her thinking about it. Then she goes off to uh, the magical lamp store <laughs> uh, in Manhattan, picks up her lamp, which has now been fixed. Um then she heads over to uh, I think I've been calling him Franklin. Franklin's it's Jerry, like, isn't it, or something? It's it's uh, Jackie. Uh, so so Carrie then goes to Jackie's party, which turns out to be a surprise wedding. Which like sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, love to be invited to one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Carrie runs into her producer, whose name is Franklin. Franklin's like, I think you are a podcaster. Like you have the voice. We need you to have your own podcast. And Carrie's like, I'll think about it. Um, <laughs> uh, she goes home and she, we get this dream, mm-hmm. this moment. Big, the dream like hits. It does, it hits. right? <laughs> yeah. So, big, so, so Carrie is dreaming. She's dreaming she's in Paris and she hears 
big voice, Big's voice, and Big is singing a song. Um, it, it is a specific song. I can't remember which one it is. It's now. the one that they've been playing like all the whole it's time. His, it's like the themed almost like their their theme. The song. one that they play at his wedding. Hello, it's me. Is the name of the song. Todd Todd, Todd Rundgren. She hears Big singing "Hello, It's Me," which uh, has been a song used multiple times throughout the series. Now you never see Big, which we'll talk. We can talk about yeah. in a second. But Kara turns around; she clearly sees him, and then she kind of realizes, "Hey, I think Paris is the place." So we talked about this a couple episodes ago. But after the story about Chris Noth and his um, sexual assault on on, on a woman mm-hmm. uh, released or broke. Uh, HBO Max said we're gonna we're, we had a scene with uh, Big in the finale and we're cutting it. We think it still works. Uh, I'm assuming this yeah, was the scene. Be. Yeah, I think so um, too. <laughs> just, just my guess is this is the scene. Uh, it does still work without Big, Hunt? but I am like we I, we obviously missed a moment of them like in Paris at the bridge. Yeah, which I am bummed. I, about. Do you think she would you know? have like spoke like? Do you think she would have been speaking to him like I think before they had a she conversation. scattered the ashes, or do you think he solely would have just been in the dream, or like, yeah, uh, okay, this, so, I don't know, because I, think I actually think cutting him out of the dream were, was fine. Like mm-hmm. I felt the, yeah, I, the dream was yeah. super impactful. I just even hearing the voice, you know, like yeah. was in, like awesome. It, well, not awesome yeah. since his voice, but like. Yeah, just for the character. Yeah, this is all in all in context. Of <laughs> yeah, per, like in terms of a production, it was like a very well kind of crafted moment. Um, but yeah, I'm so curious to know like what they where they would have kind of dropped him in. I have I have and an I, idea. I think I I think I have an idea, and I think where mm-hmm. really what it comes down to is big, and the her and Carrie's time in. Paris is so short-lived in that final episode that I think maybe mm-hmm. what it it maybe what it was was an actual scene between them where they mm-hmm. were in Paris to contextualize why he why, why he'd want to be here bridge. why that bridge all that stuff yeah. because otherwise it's like their their time in Paris is so finite that there's no real like show reason for her to be there no it's the moment because it was like he wins her back it's yeah it's the cumulative moment of like everything that Mm. they had gone through and it all comes together on the bridge right right right, yes i felt it like wait does it happen on the bridge in the show yeah oh yeah oh that makes sense oh i'd forgotten that okay yeah so then that yes 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 Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour, catcher. <laughs> but I see what you mean. Like, I, I actually, I see that. Like, it would have been like a flashback. Yeah, to that's that what scene, I was thinking. Really. But they do yeah. a Sex in the City thing, like Sex in the City-ism. So <laughs> I don't know if you all saw this, but her purse, uh, the Paris purse, mm-hmm. is the purse that she's carrying in the first movie when her and Big go to see the apartment, so it's like the first scene with her, her and Big, mm. and there's it's been memed because it's actually hilarious because they're like, little did this man know he would be like inside it. Oh no, <laughs> inside <laughs> <of his> bag. 
<laughs> but it's like a cute That's little funny. Sex in the City tie-in. I love that. <laughs> that is yeah. Great tie-in. Yeah, because as we know from the documentary, SJP kept her entire wardrobe and has paid for it to be staying in storage. Fucking which insane. Which is crazy. Fucking awesome. Just crazy. Yeah. Which is awesome. Also, like, she does could that, mean that she shit off for thing. Like, so much she money. could like stop world hunger. <laughs> and also, <laughs> it's like, does she have everything? Like the Versace. The Versace. It it seemed like everything was in there. I mean, she was her... pulling stuff out, right? And was like, oh, this scene, this scene. Yeah. That, like the Versace could be in a museum, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. The one that she wear, the one that she was like eating popcorn in, and she was yeah. in Paris with Petrovsky, but. Yeah. Like that's insane. That's like thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, it's millions of dollars. Millions for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just that's crazy. There's a lot of great SJP's pieces. Dusty storage. Yeah. I know. No, but you know, these rich people storage rooms, yeah. they're all like humidified perfection. Yeah. There's there's no dust in that place. Yeah. Uh anyway, I, I thought the scene was cool. I'm glad they did the way they did Agreed, it worked yeah. for me. I didn't like it would have been nice to see big, but I don't. I didn't need it. I wasn't like, this doesn't work. And it's I like um, it too so because it's like he's still dead. You know what I mean? Like seeing him sort of yeah. brings him back. Like uh, Big Chill sure. was had a similar situation where they decided to cut a scene with Kevin Costner because like a uh, flashback scene because he was the dead friend. And it's like it 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 keeps them dead. Like I don't know how else to explain yeah. that, but yeah, I think it's smart. Yeah. Nice callback to an old Cynonauts episode. We're coming back, baby. Uh, so then we get to the they mitzvah. Um, I, I forget. Did we talk about like bar bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs? Have you two been to them? No, I've, I've never, never been to one personally. No. So I went to a middle school, and I had there were a lot of Jewish kids in middle school, uh, and I grew up in like a relatively affluent neighborhood, and I, we didn't have any bar bot mitzvahs like this but i had been to some that i remember were like like fucking yes. crazy oh my god like there was there was one in, like there were a bunch that were like normal like quote-unquote normal just like in a hotel like a party but there is one um this guy he had a bot or bar mitzvah i forget bar, which is which is for boys um and it was in this like building in san francisco and like the theme was like mtv oh. and i remember they had cameramen on like the dance floor and like live and had like it on screens. So the whole theme was like TRL kind of thing. That's like the one I remember. So for those who have never been to one, these, this is like relative, these, they do happen like this sometimes. Or the goodie bags. Not all the time, obviously. I can't, I can't remember. (laughs) Uh, So Carrie is with Charlotte and Miranda and she says, okay, I've decided I want to lay my ashes, send Big's ashes in Paris. I'm paying for you both go with me like we gotta go um we cut to uh charlotte and harry and rock is like i'm not doing this i don't believe in any of this (laughs) this isn't happening uh i'm not gonna do it so right here this is where maybe i'm doing a boomer thing okay boomer this could be a boomer move or could be a dad now but okay I understand Rock. I get I get where Rock's coming from. Like they don't want to be identified as anything. That's fine. I understand that. But a bot bar mitzvah, whatever, is like literally just for your parents. Mm. <laughs> like you never have to acknowledge it again. 
for the rest of your life if you don't want to. And like your parents send you this nice ass school. They're paying for your whole life. They're not <laughs> fighting you about, you know, your gender uh, fluidity, uh, their name or anything like that. To me, it's just like, this is just something you can do for your parents. Like I was confirmed when yep. I was in high school. Did any of you know that? No, none of you did because it really does not affect my life. I don't even know what that way. is. Okay, it's I'm like it's you. like a Confirmed it's a way less boomer. intense. Like, no, just <laughs> <laughs> for for Catholics, you get confirmed. It's like your adulthood thing, oh, but it's okay. not like a big thing like bar bought this was. Got it. Um, and it's just like just do it. I don't know. It seems weird. I yeah. don't know. That could be a boomer statement. I could be getting attacked in the DMs later, but to me, it just seems like just fucking do it. Yeah. And you know, all your parents' friends are rich. They're just gonna give you a shit ton of money. That you can use for the rest oh, of your yeah, life. Oh yeah, you get all that cash. Yeah. You get all that cash. cash. That's just get right. paid. Especially when you're right? like 13, I would have money on my mind yes. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I guess like, yeah, just get that cash. I It was kind of random because like, it was like, why would this just come up on the now. day now? But On the day? It was yeah. like a very <laughs> TV thing to do. You get Rock's perspective of their own kind of identity. Yeah. And I love that it kind of comes down to them just being a kid and being like, I just want to enjoy being a kid. I don't know, like, if I'm a girl or a boy or a nothing or, yeah. you know, Jewish or whatever. Which I get. And, but their parents also made it a they mitzvah, which it, probably yeah. isn't, like, normal. You know, it's like, they, they did what they could. You just need to do, you stand up there for, like, 30 minutes and then totally. that's, like, the end. And it never, ever comes up again. Maybe it's just... For the rest of your life. I, and I understand doing I, I get things it. for your parents, for sure. But maybe it was just a commentary on parental pressure in general. Like, maybe that's just what Rock was representing in this. Because they sure. were, like, a gender... Uh, they just, like, weren't, weren't down for gender. Weren't down for any sort of parental pressure. They were just like, let me be me, Mom. But Charlotte is obviously so the opposite. Like, Charlotte is very, like, structure, pressure, yeah. outwardly facing perspectives. Like, you know what I mean? But it and tra- was funny. And, and tradition, too, I think. Right? Yeah. Like, tradition. Yeah. 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 But it was funny And it's as like hell. when you think about what Charlotte did, Charlotte, like, went through fucking hell and high water mm-hmm. to right. become a Jew in the first place, right? So I'm sure she's like, I did all this for your father. Like, you better do like, it. Of course. No, but that, that's now. kind of why I, I like this, actually. One, it gets us one of the best jokes of this of this new series, which is like, which is I don't want she uh, rock is going on. The, I don't want to be a, like no label. She's like, I don't want to be labeled this. I don't want to be labeled that. I don't even want to be a New Yorker. And both oh, yeah. Harry oh, and yeah. Charlotte are like, <gasps> and like that lo- joke is amazing. The highlight of the whole yeah. series, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then you do get this thing, which I love, which is Charlotte continues this journey. Like I, I brought it up on that episode uh, talking about how I really appreciated like the sort of care that Charlotte is taking into making this change and how important it is for her and, and, and how important she mm-hmm. wants other people to understand that this is a journey for her. And I love that we sort of like get a continuation of that journey for her. Um, mm-hmm. I, I dig that. I think it's uh, something about that feels right. Um, even though I, yeah. Ian, I'm with you 100%. Rock just needs to pull up their pants and <laughs> and get, and get to it. reading the Torah. 
Also, I yeah. loved Harry exactly. like bargaining with them. Being yes. Like, do you yes. want an yeah. Oculus? <laughs> like, what do you want? Yeah. Yes. And that's what yes. I'm talking about. They just like they'll do anything yeah. for this thirty <laughs> minutes. All. Just yeah. fucking do it. Oh no. Also, that Sorry, candy bar setup. I know we were just talking about the ship, but like, get out of here. Damn, I was like, I would lose all my teeth for that. Uh, Emma, Emma turned to me and she's like, "This is the saying like more money than sense is what's happening in this yeah. whole. The whole place looked right. terrible, yeah. so cheap, yeah. so <laughs> terrible looking." Uh, so at the candy bar, Miranda goes up to Char- goes up to Carrie, and Miranda's like, "Okay, I figured it out. I'm gonna fly like from L.A. straight to Paris, and I can fly back to make it in time for." the premiere or the the first taping of Che's new show. And Carrie kind of weirdly like gets like upset that she didn't know. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not quite sure I tried that. Because Miranda just goes, she says like I'm only going to be there for like a couple weeks for the taping, like I'm not moving permanently. And like yeah, so you do catch her. I I to me I was like I I get, I, I get like you'd be surprised, but she's like seems like this trap this only tracks for me in that I haven't been buying this relationship with Che, and I think neither do her friends. And the idea, they're watching Miranda burn her entire life to the ground, everything for this. Yeah. And the, I, you know, and to the point where it's fine, you know, they even get into it, you know, as they meet in the bathroom, in the bathroom. after yeah. this. But. Like it's fine to explore and fi- figure out who you are, and 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 uh, Miranda brings up the point like, can I change? Can I change who I am and, and even go back if I want? Why can't I have that freedom? And I think it's fair, but I think at the same time you also need yeah. to trust a little bit in your friends who know who you are as a person sometimes better than you even know mm-hmm. yourself. And for her to watch Miranda, as I said, like burn everything, her relationship with steve the situation with the um her internship the the school thing like all this stuff she she's burning it all down for a character as we witnessed throughout the season who is incredibly flippy floppy (laughs) you know within even the same (laughs) scene so the idea that she would just burn this all down for nothing what feels at times like nothing um i get and then and to not know until like surprise i'm leaving for right. a, a month and leaving everything behind like yeah. I, I get where she's coming from carrie goes to the bathroom miranda tails her in and they have like a great another great mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. between uh carrie and miranda just like two like chef's kiss acting you really feel like they're best friends arguing right here like it feels so yeah. real to me um, and they're arguing about this, you know, and like Catcher said, I mean, Miranda has a really great line, like, why can't I choose love yeah. over an internship? Um, and I think that's great. And then Carrie's like, of course you can, you know, but what's interesting about this scene and they do tap on it a little bit, but I do wish they kind of dug into it a little more mm-hmm. is that like literally earlier in this episode, Charlotte or Miranda gets fucking berates, uh, Carrie for thinking there's a heaven, <laughs> right? you know, yes. and, and Miranda's like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. stop thinking that. And then how many, there are countless other times that the whole series where Miranda is actually in Carrie's place being the one, like, what are you doing? Like, you're not thinking correctly. Like you're being stupid, blah, blah, blah. And I get, they don't want like a throwback in your face type thing, 
but I feel like there could have been a little bit more play there. Yeah. Because that was obviously to me what the case was like. They did a chain, a role reversal. A complete um, role reversal. Like yeah. they were even, when Carrie says, I kind of like clued into it. When Carrie says, like, what are you going to do in LA? Sit in an audience and laugh. Whoa. And then Paris. when Carrie's about to leave to Paris, Miranda's like, what are you going to do in Paris? Like, go to oh. a cafe and like eat croissant. Great she says, call. Like, that's not croissant. Oh. oh my God. And I was like, this I is didn't even think about a that. literal, just they're flipping it, right? That's and so putting good. them in each other's shoes, Great. like where Carrie's, she's not being cynical, but she's being like, what about your internship? What about these things? When yeah. Carrie's going to Paris, Miranda's like, what about your job? What about New York? Yeah. You're just going to up and leave. Um, but I also think it's so situationally different. Like mm. Alexander, mm. it kind of, like Carrie was in her mid or I guess late thirties, fallen in mm -hmm. love with like a, an artist, had lived in mm -hmm. a city for twenty years and wanted to try something new. It's different. Mm -hmm. Not that Miranda can't like that argument of Miranda like picking up and being like, "I can change if I want to." I a hundred percent agree. It's just all. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't a. The relationship doesn't really align. And I think that's mm -hmm. why, but I agree with the sentiment full on. Like I think about that a lot yeah. because Miranda's so such a career-driven person, and she's always been kind of like a grinder, like always hustling. Miranda's a friggin' hustler. So I think mm -hmm. for her to be like, yeah, I can choose myself and choose love, like I think people should be able to do that. Yeah, she should. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree with yeah, it makes sense. Like, like I like that she does it. My my issue with just this is just with the writing of the scene is that it didn't come up. Like, I I, yeah. I guess it would have been a little like hit you on the head if one of them was like, like, this is you and me, you know, so I guess the subtlety of it is nice there. But I would have liked that scene to be drawn out just like a little bit more to because, uh, because it was again, so good. It was just, yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, then, yeah. but they but it can't um, be drawn out any further because then they're interrupted. Yes. By by Rabbi Chen. <laughs> OK. Yeah. OK. Is this bathroom dialogue do you like this bathroom situation better or worse than the movie? Second mo the the movie, the movie, which is the, which, which do you hate more? Oh God. This one was funny because I love that they made a point for the rabbi to specifically mention that she had peed because the first thing I thought, I was like, that fight was so long. She was, that rabbi was definitely pooping. Um, but then she says otherwise. So it's like, uh-huh. Well, maybe the rabbi was like biding her time and was like, maybe they'll be done soon. I can just sit in here. But she was yeah. like, I gotta she go. She just came out, yeah. You know, and finally she had she to got a wedding it. at three, yeah. so. But she was so funny. <laughs> like, I thought her kind of introduction yeah. and just being like, you guys clearly love each other. Like, yeah. it was kind yeah. of cute. Yeah. And even the thing with, like, the cute. hand. Um, yeah, the towels yeah. or the paper towels. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we get to um, Charlotte going over to what is her fucking? I cannot remember any of these auxiliary characters' names. What's Charlotte's friends? JDL, oh, oh, uh, Lisa fucking, Todd Wexley or something. Is it? Okay, yeah, LTW. Yeah, it's just like mashing letters together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we get to uh, Charlotte. She hunts down LTW, and she's like, "I need your advice. Like, I failed as a mom." And I failed as a Jew, like every day, like rock's not going to do it. And then LTW's like, look around. No one thinks you're a failure. Like, don't even worry about that. I'm sure it'll be fine. And then Charlotte comes up with this great idea, which does work incredibly well. Charlotte's like, 
we did not do all this for nothing. Someone is getting mitzvahed today. Uh, and then it turns out that Charlotte, Charlotte gets goes mitzvahed. through, uh, gets mitzvahed, which is great so because cute. obviously Charlotte has memorized oh, the course. Yes. Like that's just, that's the most obvious thing. And it did not bother me one bit that she memorizes this whole thing and they never show her studying because obviously Charlotte yeah. studies on her own and learned the whole thing. Of course. Right? Yeah. Like, like that's the most Charlotte thing ever. Of course. And then it cuts to after the ceremony, Miranda's like, I'm not going to Paris. Uh, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go to LA. And Charles like, great. And then Kara's like, so I guess that means like, I'm just going to go alone to Paris. And then Charlotte's like, rip, I guess I'm not going to You Paris. owe me a trip to Paris, she says to Miranda. Perfect. Yeah, great. Uh, now, then we cut to like to basically like the epilogue moments of the series. Uh, the first one is Miranda waiting for her car to pick up her and Brady on their trips. <laughs> And we get red hair yeah. Miranda. I know. I love that. I got chills. Chilled up. I got. Uh, at that. I was like, I think I outwardly was like, whatever. But I can't. <laughs> the body doesn't lie. And I also got chilled up. I was like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> and, I, and I also I kind of so cool. like, they have such a great moment between the two of them that I kind of wish we had more moments between the two of them. Like, it was so... Yeah, more nice. like Miranda mom moments, yeah. for sure. Yeah, agreed, yeah. Because yeah. they do front load a lot with Brady. Yeah. And I guess it sets up herself with Steve, but yeah, I did like that moment. It was... Because, like, it put it makes Brady nuts not look like a total <laughs> right. piece of yes, shit. exactly, exactly. Right? Like, the only other times you see him in this series, in this, like, season, is, like, he's just a fucking right. asshole who, like, gives, like, no shit. Which is maybe fitting for a teenager, I know, a really but nice, still, it's like... Yeah, it is, but, they're like, every teenager, no matter how, like, teenager you, teenager-y you or they are, yeah. you still have moments with your parents, you know, and I'm glad they did that. Um, we then get to Carrie wearing this unbelievable this orange dress. <laughs> With these pink gloves and I guess the purse that she wears when she's buying the apartment, uh, walking in Paris. She looks so um, good. She looks incredible. I'm glad we got like a really high fashion carry yeah. moment. Um, her bag is an Eiffel Tower, which like of course yeah. why not? Um, and she gets ready to dump the um. She gets ready to pour the ashes out over the river sign scene. I think mm -hmm. it is. Um, when she does that, she texts. Harry, or she texts Samantha, is like, hey, I'm in Paris. You want to be for a cocktail? Um, and then Samantha says, how's tomorrow? <gasps> Beautiful. Like, what? A lot of great things. A lot of great things in this scene. A, part of me believes they really did go to Paris, and that makes me they like did. SJP getting that money to go fly over to Paris for one scene. For literally one scene. <laughs> that, Incredible. That, that, that was... I, I thought... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I thought the same thing. I thought it was, uh, I I didn't realize, I didn't think it was real. I was like, oh, this is very convincing. They're doing a good job. The CG looks good. And then when I watched the documentary, mm -hmm. they filmed on. Oh, that's right. On site. I was like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. They they did that. that. That's kind of why I was thinking that maybe the scene between her and Big also happened in Paris, because then that would have justified them. I can't imagine them justifying a whole trip to paris for one for one shot but if you had a flashback mm -hmm. sequence or some sort of them together sure. would it maybe justify that um but i i just love this idea of her 
like even arriving to this location, this location in this dress, like trying to get into a cab. <laughs> so the cabbie's got to push her and the dress into the car, drive her to the thing. She gets out. She just yeah. appears there. I just I love this whole vision. But sh- that dress is crazy. So good. Yeah, I'm glad we got a really like high fashion mm-hmm. moment and they saved it for the right piece. Uh, and then we get to uh, a scene where <laughs> we cut to Carrie. I like the scene. Sorry, did that come off as negative? No, I liked yeah. it. So we come up to the final scene of uh, of the series where Carrie is uh, podcasting alone. She is giving um, some advice. I guess she her, she is testing out her relationship podcast. Uh, she's dealing with a voice caller. And she ends it by saying, so till next time, I'm Carrie Bradshaw, and this is Sex in the City. Dead stares at the camera. Dead stares. Love. Love, love, love. (laughs) Loved it. Yeah. This is such a perfect setup for season two. The idea that, like, that will be, instead of her writing her column, will be infused with her podcasting. That would be all I ever needed. The fan service is too good. Just hearing her say Sex and the City, I think, is amazing. I was okay with her breaking the fourth wall, just staring at you in the face. I thought that was great. Um, It also does confirm that I do not think this is a podcast, that I do think it is indeed a radio show (laughs) that then is released as a podcast separately. Right, because it's a live (laughs) caller. That's right. It's a live caller. Yeah, it's a live caller. She is actively responding to the person. I mean, it was iconic and amazing. I thought when she, like, looks into the camera... She's like looking into my soul, you know, <laughs> like I felt Which it. I felt was. uncomfortable, but I also felt great um, <laughs> and good for her. Like the, the podcast thing, it makes sense. You know, it checks mm-hmm. out. I would love I, I'm sorry, Katra. I don't think there's going to be a second season, but I would love nothing more than a Carrie Bradshaw podcast and sex advice Sex and Relationship Advice podcast who would exist in real life. Okay. That would be amazing. Okay. That would act. Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Imagine a fake podcast. Like it's released as a real podcast. But she doesn't. Yeah, but it's character. in character. Tim, Tim. Oh my God. That Tim, would be Tim, a, Tim, like, Tim, like, Tim. like, what was well, that? Call uh, SJ. SJ. Yeah. SJ. It's MS. What's up? <laughs> call PK, call PK on the phone, tell him we got an idea. It's going to be it's going to be a huge hit. And then the show ends with Carrie is walking with her producer. She's like, he's like, oh, great show. And then she goes, you know, every time I felt nervous, I just looked up in the studio and you're looking right back at me. And then they kiss yes. very passionately. Very. And the elevator door shut. And that is a wrap on and just and like just that. Like that. Who was the? Did we all suspect the podcaster from episode yes. one? I didn't go back and listen to Boom for sure. Who suspected it? Boom for sure did. I think I did too. Yeah, we all. But I'm not going to give myself. I, I went along with that, but I hadn't felt it the first time. You guys had caught that, but then as the season progressed, it seemed like Less inevitable. Likely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it seemed inevitable. Uh, I for a while I was like shooing gonna happen, and then the last like few episodes yes. I was like, what happened to Franklin? Like he's just gone. Yeah, and then they just bring it right back right at the end. And then you just bring him back, and they're just making out in the elevator. <laughs> yeah. Good okay. for her. Uh, well, love that ending. So, Boom, you I'm said glad. earlier that you don't think it's a cliffhanger. Is that just because you don't think there'll be another season? No. Well, okay. 
like I don't think there's going to be another season, but I don't think it's a cliffhanger. I think it's it was just a powerhouse ending. Okay, okay. I, I think mm-hmm. it had less to do with kind of her and Franklin at all. It was just more to do with like I think he had been situated so we understand like why she would kind of have that connection with him, but it was never flushed yeah. out. Like it was there's no drama attached to it, nothing. I think it's just a powerhouse moment because similar to that conversation she has with her publicist, um, mm. when they're publishing her book, they're like, what, like what happens next? And I think it's signaling or sim or like letting the audience know that like our girl is back and mm-hmm. like, she's mm-hmm. not giving up um, and she's working through her shit and she's still mm. macking dudes, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, good for her. Because who knows what happens with Franklin? Like, maybe they just bang. Sure, yeah, And yeah. then it gets awkward, and she quits the podcast. <laughs> right, right, maybe right. she buys the building and fires him. Right. Like, yes. who knows? Yes, yes. I love that. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good point, actually. It's just, it's more, again, it's symbolic. It's this idea, like, okay, she's gone through yeah. her yeah. weird date guy who can't kiss good. Totally. And, and she's, le- she's, she's let Big go. Yeah. And she's moving on. And with that ending, yeah. it to me would indicate that if they were to do another season, like she would be dating a little bit more. Like it would be a little bit more like the older series where yes. she's kind of like where there's like more mm. active dating. Like I don't think they'd spend much time on Franklin, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. yeah, like maybe they're already broken up by the time it starts and stuff or yeah. whatever. Who knows? Cool. I mean, that was and just like that. Uh yeah. The, the series is great. I would be happily take a season two. Uh, but again, as Boom said, I think they really nailed, they also nailed the ending. Mm. So if they don't have one, then they don't have one and I will accept that. But I would gladly take. Um, I would literally two. watch so, these women like just doing what the fuck ever well into their <laughs> 80s. Yes. Like there's no scenario yeah. where there's sex in the city content and I don't. Want um, it? You don't want it. Want don't, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. Ah uh, man. Um, before we do our rap conversation here, I, we got a couple emails. Yeah. We got a couple emails in, so I do want to read these out. Um, this first one is from our dear Francesca. Hi, Mom. Aww. Francesca says, "Hello, Cynonauts. and just like that, this wonderful journey." that we have all been on together is coming to an end. Thank you so much for taking us down memory lane and revisiting Sex and the City episodes and movies and by creating new dialogue diving into and just like that. It has been a blast. The idea of having guests was fantastic and I enjoyed listening to their input and perspective. It was lovely to hear familiar voices and great to be introduced to new ones. I experienced different emotions while watching and just like that. I did not always agree with the writer's direction, but each week I tuned in because I realized that I was still invested in these characters and curious to see what else was going to happen to them. I really miss the character of Samantha and was very disappointed that Kim did not surprise us at the end. I've always been a fan of Carrie and Big and so my heart ached when she stood alone on the bridge with his ashes. The realization that these two were really over was difficult to accept. Mm. Having said that, I have to admit that when Carrie and her producer Franklin kiss at the end, which I sense might happen weeks ago, because your mom was on it, uh, I was not terribly upset. It actually made me feel hopeful and not because I necessarily need or want them to be a couple. More importantly, that Carrie can move forward and be happy while still remembering and treasuring her time with Big. While While we prepare to say goodbye to the gals, my wish is that we see them again in future episodes 
As always, the three of you are amazing together. Please take care and be uh, well. Oh. My sentiments exactly, Francesca. Thank yeah. you. Francesca. Nailed it. I think. Nailed yep. it. So, Always. so well said. Always. Do you speak with your mom like regularly about and just like that or? Not like regularly, but like, <laughs> she did. She did call me like two days ago and was like, I'm, work, I'm working on it. I'm working on the letter. When, when will you be recording? Oh. I'm not. I'm not 100. percent It was. It's. Uh-huh. It's amazing. But we. Yeah, we. We will shoot the shit about stuff for sure. Like we've definitely talked about uh, a few episodes or her being shocked by something or whatever. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Nice. Uh, this next one from dear friend of the pod and host of new podcast, yes. the movie mixtape. This is from Marcy. Marcy says, "Hi, Cinnanauts. I can't believe we are at the end of this amazing Sex in the City journey. It's been so much fun listening to the episodes and going back and rewatching the show. Also, we all got to share an incredible watch party for Sex in the City 2. Thank you. Yeah, that came. was fun. I'll never forget it. Thank you, Synonauts. This has been such a fun time, and I've loved all of it. I hope you do another journey like this again down the road. Love, Marcy. Thanks, Marcy. Marcy, thank, thank you so you much. Thank you, Marcy. I'm glad. And congrats on the I'm pod. It's great. It. Yes, the pod is super fun. Go listen to that. Hosted by Marcy and our friend uh, Dirk, also. Um, and then last one, we have uh, a voicemail from dear friend and ex uh, recent guest of Centernauts in the City, Kev. Hey, Centernauts, Kev here. Just wanted to congratulate you guys on finishing the Sex in the City journey. Uh, it was such an honor to be a part of it, and it was such a pleasure to listen to every week. Amazing work, all of you. Just so great. As for the show itself, you know, I still think it took too long to get there by about two weeks, Mm. but it really found its rhythm in the second half, uh, unlike Boba Fett. Oh, my God. I'm just saying it. I'm just just saying it. Uh, Loved when Synonauts stuff came up on the show, like when Carrie ripped the SIG or when you guys ended up being right about the podcast producer. Thank you. Uh, it should come as no surprise that my MVP is David Eigenberg as Steve, whose performance mm. in episode nine with Carrie painting the room was unbelievable. So good. It provided a much needed third dimension to the Miranda storyline. Much love to my guy Mario Cantone, who stepped into Stanford's shoes and provided a lot of brash energy we needed <laughs> with no Kim control, mm-hmm. like I said when I was on. Although Sarita Chodori will fill the fourth seat at the brunch table perfectly mm. if they continue. And if they do, I want to take this opportunity to say, hey, how about some episodes? Someone calls into Carrie's podcast, they have a relationship problem, and she relates the problem to them or whatever. Or it's the conversation between them as the episode goes on to give it a new flavor. I'm not saying fully go back to the old days, but stop cutting up movies and putting them on TV. (laughs) All right, I'm over time. Love you guys. Congratulations. Can't wait for the return to the Criterion. Uh, Keep on trucking. Thanks, Kev. Thank you, Kev. Thank you, Kev. Kev is also the host of a new podcast, or he has other podcasts, but I think when he was on, had Oster Danger podcast been out yet? I don't think no, so, No, right? it was on. He was about to uh, release, yeah. Yeah, he and our other friend, Mackenzie, they started uh, a new podcast called Austin Danger Podcast, which is a hilarious concept. Uh, it is a podcast that goes over the Austin Powers movies and ta- discusses films with people who have been in Austin Powers amazing. movies. That's amazing. Uh, which is a can't-lose format. Uh, They're also actively tracking the, uh, the the goal, actively tracking the action of a potential Austin Powers 4, which 
Shaka, there has not been much oh news. God. It's like um, Dune Pod, but like, Austin Powers. Like, that's so. It is Dune Pod, but Austin Powers. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> uh, I, I think Mackenzie said, like, what if we did Dune Pod, but dumb? I think that was like her actual quote. That's amazing. Uh, and then it happened? Which I thought was funny. That's no, so that's great. absolutely um, perfect. Also, I hope they do um, Carmen a hip opera. Beyonce's in that. It's like the MTV made for TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Absolutely. So good. Um, well, thank you everyone for writing in. Again, you can write us at cinnanotspod uh, at gmail.com. We do have some tea with Boom this week, yes, I believe. We do. I just, um, it all just timed out. So I have to pull it up. Okay. Sorry. So you can listen to, you can DM with Boom. Uh, I would say all of us, but we all know that's a lie. You can DM with Boom <laughs> at Synonauts. Uh Boom, I know you asked a question like, what do you people think about the finale or the series? So yeah. What, what thoughts do we get in well, there? Well, so I did a poll just to ask like, if people overall enjoyed the series or maybe it wasn't so much for them. I think it turned out to be like 70-30, like 70 people really enjoyed it. 70 people 70% really enjoyed it 30% were like meh um and then I asked people what their like highlights of the series were so we got (laughs) one from Madame McGuffin who said the rose dress tux combo or as I guess the rock dress Mm. tux combo Mm. um hello it's me the song oh also Mm -hmm. that Tux, mm. the, the pink tux that Rock oh, wears is Stanford's. Yes, I just Stanford wears I just put that. that together. Yeah, Stanford wears oh. that. Tux. So I, I, I forgot about so that. So iconic, and they looked awesome Great as callback. well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hello, it's me. The funeral, and all things SEMA. So that's what they said. Uh, e. Camacchio says episode five and the Sex in the City or Synonauts in the City review of it. Synonauts. You've been the highlight. That's what Erica oh, said. Oh, bless her. <laughs> Erica, thank Catch you. Catcher swooped in just to say, I need s- smoking carry action figure because yes. I posted that question with Babushka Gary. Yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and C- Kate Greenwalt, 08. Mm-hmm. Kate, hello. Hi, Kate. Kate. Dear friend. Uh, said Carrie and Peter's date where they puked at the end <laughs> was the highlight. <laughs> <laughs> it is a that strong is point. So yeah. funny. So funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. Well, thank you all. Yeah. You can find us at, at Synonauts. That's where we, we be. appreciate the love. Uh well that's that's it. Yeah. Boom catcher. So before there, we wrap there's one thing. Two yeah. The sin counter. Oh. Oh. Catcher did a sin I did counter. the sin we started at the beginning. I kept I kept a tally. Oh. It turns out okay. There was only one sin ever truly committed by Carrie. <laughs> um, and it's right, quite fascinating because the sin is showing up to big and at to yeah. the funeral. I'm mean, not the funeral, to church, to spy um, and yeah. be overbearing. And what's amazing is in the final season, she does this brilliant thing where she rents a car to go to Burger. And she's mm-hmm. and uh, she's pushing the boundary, and she chooses not to go. She pulls out mm. and says, "No, I'm not doing this," and never goes. And I removed mm-hmm. the sin from the sin counter for her for her wow. growth. And I just want to say, this show is the the best because of yes. that. And I just <laughs> everyone should just watch Sex in the City. If you've just been listening to us 
Thank you. But if you have not watched the show, it's the best show ever. Just go and watch it right now. Sin counter removed. Yeah. I love you, Carrie. Now that we know the sin counter has been removed, um, we have two two final questions. Uh, a, many listeners have pointed out that the three of us have actually never said which of the three gals we are. So I'm curious that after this rewatch, with new clarity, uh, catchers mm. roller coaster with mm. Charlotte. Um, I'm curious as to how the three of us think identify we fall <laughs> on the spectrum of the four gals. Yeah. I'm catcher. You're going. Yeah, you oh go God. first, catchy. Um. Okay. I don't know. Everyone says I'm a Charlotte, which I hated for so long, and now that I respect her so much <laughs> I kind of want to say that I am but the what this journey has really taught me is I think maybe I'm a carry in mm, that wow what a turn. yeah because big of true yeah. <laughs> um I just think there are so many moments on this show where oh, so many moments in my life where I have been hard I'm I feel like I'm going into every situation feeling like I know what I'm doing is the right thing and so often later on I'll learn it wasn't. Um and I love that energy of Carrie um where she lets herself fail and like I uh I think maybe it's more aspirational that I wish I mm. was Carrie. Um mm. So yeah. I, I'm a little bit of all of them I think. But I I'm letting Carrie into my heart. <laughs> a hard question good that's all that's yeah. all we need uh boom oh god this is a bit, well, i don't know why this question and i knew it was coming like it's so hard um, it is hard i would probably say i mean i'm not ugh. maybe we, maybe I'm probably we... what no, I was going to say, maybe we should tell each other who we think the other person is. But Maybe that's... we should tell each other. <laughs> like, well, we can do that, too. Yeah, Why? Yeah. Who do you think I am? No, I'm just I'm just saying. Who do you think? No, just oh, do I mean, I, me. for yeah, sure, I'm, it's I'm, Samantha, I'm Samantha, for sure. <laughs> but not, that's you know. Like, are you called? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, but um, for, for not for not the obvious reasons, though, those are also applicable, like, in a certain way. <laughs> but, like. At a girl. But I We've think, been friends for a while. He he's known me through my whole years, but I know things. No, uh, yeah. but I, I just think you are always ride or die for the homies. Like be no there is no one there's Aww. there's no one above the homies, like for you. And uh and there is no and there's no man over you. You know what I mean? Like there's, or not mm, man, but like no. there's no person that sits, like you are always <laughs> like, you are always taking care of yourself, but you're always taking care of the rest of us more. And you're the best energy mm. in the room. So for sure. Oh my I mean, God. That's, that's yeah. so nice. Yeah. Oh my God. I, what a thing to yeah, say. That's like, mean, that was like such a lovely thing to hear. So thank you. Uh, well, <laughs> I am a friggin' Samantha. Yeah. You and also only. I huh. think I'm one of the people who, called you a charlotte previously <laughs> but that was never because i thought you were like annoying or all like the things that are bad about charlotte <laughs> yeah. it's because you out of everybody are the one like in our friend group who is like always believed in love like always encourages everyone else to put themselves out there 
always put yourself out there, always so like commits dates. yourself to the relationships you're in. Mm. You know what I mean? So uh, especially now, like with Emma, like the past years, it's been a year, right? Two years almost. Now, Two yeah. years. I know. I <laughs> Sorry. Know. I don't like that. That time just like is going Co- at a ridiculous pace since COVID, but just like seeing you kind of like invest yourself in all of the, all of that like you're just like the love fairy of our friend group and you always have been so <laughs> that's all that is and that's like the best parts of charlotte right like True, yeah. there's the things about her that are like uh, annoying but <laughs> there's the good yeah. things there's stuff about me that's annoying so that's okay yeah <laughs> and then ian i would say like is a is maybe like a samantha charlotte because like i know he mm loves like Tara so much and like I and I feel like he like and and also like it's hard because like Ian and I are internet podcast friends right so like I've never Mm. met you in Mm. person Mm. so I don't see how you kind of like do your day-to-day life but like I like to think my podcasting persona is very similar. Yeah. Uh, if, if not, maybe too similar to how I Totally. But life. you do seem like uh, a romantic person, like a very romantic person. But then you also do seem like a ride or die. And like you also invest your time in your friendships. Like even with like me and Mike and Sophie, mm. who are like people mm. that you don't see every day. Like we're, we've all bonded mm-hmm. so much like in the past year and a half. Right. So. Mm. Yeah. There's some Miranda there's some Miranda in there though. There's some Miranda, yeah. There's you definitely, got there's definitely, definitely yeah. <laughs> there is there is like uh I mean like is a pre and just woman? like that. A pre I, just and just like that, Miranda <laughs> lives lives very deep in that soul for sure. Yes. I think uh yeah, I, I, I definitely see myself, Miranda and myself mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mo- mostly because and I my my friends know this too, I like will not like like I've gotten to the point in my life that I think Miranda also got to the point to within the show <laughs> as like the show went on. It's like for me, if like something is happening and like I just like don't want to go, I will just like not go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, yes. I, I, I'm like so far beyond being like, yeah, like I'll go just no. like to hang out. Yeah. I'm like, I'll sit home, play video games, hang out with Isla, Tara, you can go do like whatever your heart pleases. Uh, you know, I'm very like comfortable with what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like Miranda got to that. It's very much like totally. that. So I, I do see a bit of that. As yeah. Well. Um, if you, any of you listening disagrees with any of yeah. us, feel free. Please let us know. Yeah. Thanks. That was fun. Um, also, I, I definitely, I think I do self-identify as a Samantha for sure. But then I think mm. I can feel like the onset of my Charlotte years, like all of the, all of the things in my twenties that I could kind of like put off because I like the values or things that I thought that I wanted. I was like, yeah, I want that. But like, that's for later. But now that I'm getting older, I'm like, oh, it's like starting to kind of like settle in. And I'm like, oh, okay. Later, later has become now. Yeah. yeah, later's become yeah. now, and I'm just like, oh, like children, family. I'm like, oh, like <laughs> these are things that people literally think about. How insane! But tell me about but it. But like, cool okay. parents are cool, Ian. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah. thank you. <laughs> <sighs> well, uh, that was mm-hmm. it. And just like that, this is My done. Uh, yeah. What a journey. Um, so next week we are somehow going to go back to Magnolia. I've, I gotta tell you, uh, I, I was going to save it for yeah. next week, but I'm dread. I am absolutely dreading 
having to rewatch this movie. And we'll get into it, but like I'm just like, my goodness, this movie. Okay, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. It's going to be great. Do you want no, me to change No, we have it? to. We have, have to. a Magnolia voicemail. No, we have to. We have, we have to. We have to. Okay. This, is, this is a done okay. deal. Yeah. So we're doing another massive shift uh, of where our minds have been over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to go into PTA's Magnolia, continuing our discussion of Days to Confuse. Uh, so if you need a refresher, go back in the archives and listen to that. Holy shit. Um, yeah, but what a yeah. fucking journey. I'm glad we got to do this together. Me too. Yeah. This is like the best this could have ever been. Like this, I'm yeah. so happy it that is. this it is worked what was out happening. Much yeah. It was so great. <laughs> yeah, and, and now H and Proto Lexus will be listening to us again. So you know, Welcome back. That's right. <laughs> welcome back. Guys. Yeah, we, we've discussed in our DMs more weird explorations journeys like this more live shows watch along so we'll, we'll keep noodling yeah. uh, in the future but thanks everyone for hanging out with us on this uh adventure of ours and we'll be back next week for magnolia and uh we'll talk See to you soon, soon. Bye. bye bye